Welcome back to My Mother's Daughter Podcast, where we choose to focus on the controllables, jump off the hamster wheel of grief, and take steps to honoring our loved ones by living a life filled with gratitude, joy, and abundance. It's time to get stubborn about what we want and choose to lean into who we were meant to be while drinking too much caffeine, owning way more workout pants than we'd like to admit, and dreading that nightly dinner talk almost as much as waking up early. You feel me, sister? I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, positive psychology junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew, and I believe that you can heal and find happiness after loss. So grab that coffee, put down that to-do list, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Let's get started with today's show. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today we are going to be talking about The Essential Seven from Gretchen Rubin, and we're also going to be talking about ways to get those into your day and also to make them feel big, especially when you are feeling big emotions so this little stuff or seemingly little stuff doesn't seem to feel as important. Emotion plays a big role in that, and so we will be talking about that as well, and also how to separate your thoughts and feelings so that you can have more self-differentiation and really have more control over that. So I'll be giving you some strategies to really get a handle on that, especially when you are feeling that loss or maybe, you know, we walk around this hole that is grief and sometimes inevitably we fall in. And so this is going to help you to kind of I guess put a sign in front of the hole so that maybe you see it coming so you can kind of either grab onto the rope as you're going down or avoid it all at once. Um, It's really not about avoiding the emotion as much as just being mindful of it, letting yourself feel it, but not staying there. So I hope this is helpful for you and let's go. All right, so I'm going to start with giving you the seven, the essential seven, and then what I'd like you to do is write them out and then... If you can, cut them up, and I want you to order these based on your values. So goals and values are totally different. Values don't change, but goals totally, you know, obviously can change and evolve. Your values really define you, and they're not something that you meet necessarily. It's not like you are going to complete that value. That is just something innately in you and then that is important. And then your goal, while it also is important, it you can actually complete those. So those are things you can check off. So just a little distinction there as you are thinking about these. So the first one is eat and drink healthfully. Number two is exercise regularly. Number three is save, spend, earn wisely. Number four, rest, relaxation, and enjoyment. Number five, procrastinating. I need you to stop it. It's stop procrastinating. Number six is simplify. And number seven is engage more deeply with yourself, others, and God. So I am one of those people who... Typically, if I'm working on one aspect, I'm working on it all, which I know that can be really overwhelming for people. And what it can also do is make people stop prematurely. So and kind of give up. But if that is you, I would rather you just think about so think about your values, put these in order and pick a goal that fits in those top three. Now, we did some Enneagram work on a different episode. Go back and listen to that episode so that you can kind of get some clarity on what your Enneagram number is. And then every Enneagram number has stressors and motivators that 
can help to serve you when you are making your goals. Now, it's the end of January, and a lot of people are kind of needing this check-in, this kind of reevaluation of where they're at or where they want to be because the newness of the that goal setting for the new year has worn off. And so I'm hoping that this can be that for you, but also I'm hoping that you can kind of make it easier to reach your goals by putting the ones that are the most important to you or that serves your personality type towards the top. So I'll go through mine so that you can kind of see how this works. And then I'll also give you some strategies on how you can implement this into your day with some habits without feeling super overwhelmed. Because in the end, if you're overwhelmed, you do nothing. Me, when I'm overwhelmed, I just stand in the middle of the room and bite my nails. So let's not do that. So in looking in myself and my habits and also what my Enneagram is, my Enneagram is I'm an eight wing seven. And just for a little bit of clarity, that is usually the challenger is an eight. Um, and then the seven is the enthusiast. And so in just thinking about that, my motivators are really going to be things like activities that are with a group. So I can tell you right now, I have not been thinking about that when I am planning my ways that I'm going to really show up in the world. I have been staying home a lot because the flu is super bad around here and I have not wanted to take my kids to, you know, the YMCA or the museums because I'm super paranoid about them getting the flu. Not that you should live in fear, guys, but I'm just saying that's some crazy flu going on right now. But anyway, I digress. So I, my motivators are that I need time with groups of people I also thrive when I have freedom and opportunity from work. For me, being able to plan my own day and my own uh, business is super helpful. And then also exercise. This is one that I need to exercise to exert pent-up energy and frustration. My Enneagram is on the triad of we respond in anger. So this can help me to kind of alleviate a lot of that. And also it will help to fulfill my health goals too. And then also my other motivator is making practical and optimistic decisions. So you can see how where some of these might not apply to what I'm time blocking into my day, but some of them do. But no matter what, it will be helpful information so that I can know what will fuel up my energy. Energy is really important, especially if you are trying to do multiple goals at the same time like I tend to do. So in looking at this, what I've just told you, I will be more successful if I exercise more regularly and if that's in a group setting. That will really, it's probably that seven part of my personality, so I will thrive more in a group exercise setting. And so using that, I can try to time block my day where I leave time for that. Also in thinking about these motivators, Mine, the one that said freedom and opportunity from work, that is going to help me with knowing my purpose. So for me, being an entrepreneur and someone that can set their own schedule, someone who has the freedom to be able to do things that I'm passionate about, that's really important to me. It's a big energy driver. And so if that is something that you have, then you might want to kind of look at all those balls that you're juggling in the air and maybe consider to making a swap or a change 
you know, stepping out into the possibility of doing something else. So that's definitely something to think about. And I know that sounds probably super scary and it is, but if you are meant to do it and you, um, it's on your, it's something you're motivated, you will have that energy to do it amazingly. Okay. So we kind of talked about how you're going to look at the Enneagram to figure out what your motivators are, and you're gonna try to have more of those time blocked into your day. I want you to give yourself permission to make them important because it's your energy. You need energy, so therefore you need it, right? So now we're gonna talk about your stressors. So my stressors are if I'm feeling out of control or insignificant, if I, I also have trouble reconciling my own emotions, and also being perceived as bossy or controlling. And then I also tend to be drained by the self-pity or lack of action in others. So what I need to do is make sure that I am not feeding these stressors with the choices that I'm making in my day-to-day. So I know that for me, helping others helps with that feeling significant and feeling in control that goes with me tracking my food and also blocking out my day. So if I am more on a schedule, then I'm going to feel more in control if I know what we're eating for dinner or what our food is, you know, and I put it into an app. I really like using Carb Manager or MyFitnessPal if you guys are looking to track that as well. And then also probably for the other one is to for self-pity or lack of action of others, what I would say for that is I really need to think about what I'm feeling and probably step into that vulnerability more, even though we I don't like that because that is a very vulnerable place to be and we don't, eights just don't like that as much. So I do think that learning more about yourself is super helpful when you're trying to plan your day and also prioritize these essential seven. They're called essential seven. They're all important, but I think if you try to do them all equally, you're going to find that some of them might be falling off a little bit more than others. Um, So just something to think about. If I, as I'm telling you all of this, if this is sounding so daunting and so overwhelming, what I would like you to do is kind of take a step back and maybe take a breath. (laughs) And I want you to think about, we're all kind of walking around this hole that is grief and this, we kind of walk around it and sometimes obviously we fall in and there's going to be, you know, maybe a trigger that's like a big rock and we trip over and really fall in. But I'd like to give you a couple tips on self-differentiation where you can really learn to separate your thoughts and your feelings. This will enable you to kind of be in a more neutral position. I want you to still acknowledge and feel the emotion, but make it less of a fall. So in that analogy that I had mentioned before with the hole, this would be like you have a hole there and you see it. So you acknowledge the emotion and instead of falling in or jumping in, you actually lower a ladder. So you walk down the ladder, you're there, and then you can get out easily. It's not like you're falling in and that you're stuck down there, you sprained your ankle, you're down there forever and you need help. It's not as much like that. So once you have higher self-differentiation, then you have the greater ability to pause that thought and really before it even turns into a heavy feeling, you are able to 
analyze it and give yourself some strategy so that it's not amplified. So once we get into the feeling, we really focus on it and anything that you focus on, you're going to amplify. I know for me, there was a lot of time where I would fall in that hole in the middle of the night on Facebook. Typically it was a curse and a blessing all in one. I would see my mom's written words and I would just fall apart and I would torture myself. And there is a time for letting yourself remember, but I totally wasn't. I have only been to her gravestone three times and I swear every time it's been on a whim, never planned and usually like raining and sad and dreary and not like I need to pick a sunny day if I'm going to do that. Like that is a huge um, hard thing to do. There is definitely this level of anticipation or acknowledging really self-awareness too where you're acknowledging your feelings and you are able to see them not as negatives what you'll end up finding is that the routines of the self-care built into your day is actually going to help you a lot with controlling those emotions or facilitating them to where they're productive a lot of people see like i mentioned that emotions are negative when if you didn't feel those negative emotions you wouldn't even really be able to appreciate those good ones it really does give you that pendulum to where you can appreciate the good okay guys so i just wanted to go back through the essential seven and then I think that accountability is a huge piece of this. So definitely connect with me over on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, I am angel.mcelhaney. And on Facebook, I'm angelmcelhaney. And let me know what goals you're going to work at on or which one of these essential seven you're prioritizing. I think you should at least do three, but I think they are essential. So it'd be a good idea for you to have them in your, your maybe at least monthly calendar. So eat and drink healthfully is the first one. Number two, exercise regularly. Three, spend, save, and earn wisely. Number four, rest, relaxation, and enjoyment. And five, stop procrastinating. Number six, simplify. And number seven, engage more deeply. And that is with yourself, others, and God. So I hope this is helpful for you. Connect with me and let me know what you guys are going to work on. And then just remember that life is fragile and can quickly change. And I want to remind you to live it fully and deeply and to really work on raising your self-awareness and getting that self-differentiation up so that you can really have more of a handle on your emotions and not let them bury you. So ever have that feeling where you feel like you're drowning? Maybe we can avoid that slightly, right? All right, I hope this is helpful and remember to hop over and leave me a review if you found that this was valuable or helpful in any way. Share it over on Instagram and if you need any help figuring out what your motivators or stressors are for the Enneagram, definitely shoot me a DM over on Instagram or Facebook and I'll help you out. All right, well, until next time, I'll leave you with that. I just want to remind you that you are your mother's daughter. You are strong, you are capable, and you can do anything you put your mind to. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel.